that time again, Swaz time, and well, only two major talking points really this week, the manager and at last the win. So let me just give a big shout out to our sponsor, Jeff White Motors. Jeff White Motors were established in 1989. They have over 500 cars in stock with all 500 cars being situated in one location, thankfully for you. So, and they have great parking facilities. So get yourselves down there if you want a little buggy for Christmas for the daughter. Nave, or... what, um, what car were you driving in 1989, Nave? 1989, I was probably driving my Toyota Starlet Rust Bucket, which was held <laughs> together with tape and uh, football boot laces for the front bumper. <laughs> And uh, half deflated football, which used to hold up the front seat, the passenger front seat. <laughs> and the petrol gauge didn't work. And me and my best mate have pushed that little buggy around quite a few times, pushing it off one estate where it might get like done over onto our own estate. So it was okay. So yeah, that's what I was driving in 1989. <laughs> Dad, so I, don't, I didn't know Jeff at them times. Do you know what I mean? But if I did, he probably would have given me a car of pity by seeing my car. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So, like I said, big thanks to Jeff for uh, the sponsorship. He's uh, he's a top man. Without further ado, Dan, great to have you back. Brand. Morning, morning. Good to see you. Are you uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, are you well, okay? Head, uh, we have, my headphones just uh, dropped out. I think wanna, my ears must have got bigger. Do you want to tell, do you wanna tell the peeps where you were last week? You're on a little uh, shindig? Oh, I had a little... Um, it was my missus's birthday on Halloween. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> we, went down to, um, we went down to West Wales, a place called Marlow Sands, and we had a house down there. Oh, lovely. Yeah, walking on the beach. Don't we live in a beautiful... Day. Don't we live in a beautiful country? What a place. We what do. We live in such a beautiful country. I have to say. I love West Wales. I do. Aberforth, Strasyth, Cardigan... Aberystwyth. Well, Splot, where I'm from, has got a beach as well. Mm. Down the foreshore. <laughs> the listeners will know. You know, you wouldn't be um, you wouldn't be paddle boarding down there though. You wouldn't have your top off. Well, you go the across the tra- train track, train track <laughs> yeah. with the where the swimming pool is, can you? Uh, yeah. Do a bit down the bank in the in, in the winter. Get on the old yeah. gas uh, gas board thing and. <laughs> Down the down the bank at Splot. Yeah, I remember those days, mate. Simpler times, days. Nath. Simpler yeah. times. Kids yeah. these days, they won't be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, well, health and safety. You know I mean, they they would they would want a sledge built like like Santa's brought it, right? <laughs> we just go away. We nick some like gas stuff and put a bit of holes in and bent the front and away you go, mate. Where you go, happy for the day. They're yeah. like your car back in 1989. <laughs> back in, <laughs> like back in the 80s when I was a lad. <laughs> when I was a lad. Let's crack on. Oh, let me let me mention we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook. So remember to like, share, love, and most importantly, subscribe. So, um, like I said in the opener, two major uh, talking points I think for us this week, along with a bit in between. Steve Morrison, got the job. Talk, tell me what you think, what you're thinking. Kick us off, Dan. Well, I don't think an appointment has been so unanimously applauded by the fans. You think of the last few managers, Malky, Solskjaer, Slade, Warnock, McCarthy. 
Why do you think, though? A combination of things. The build-up of the, the style of play over the, over the past few managers. Look, part of me doesn't mind how we play as, as long as we're winning. I've said, I've said that before. Um, and I, I think, you know, Warnock's style of play could, could be exciting, particularly that first half of that, of that promotion season. Mixed style wasn't, but we were getting results last season and, and people weren't really complaining then. I think when you stop getting the results with that style of play, you've got nothing to fall back on then because there's, there's no, you know, there's no project. There's no, oh, well, it was an enjoyable game anyway. So, you know, maybe next week. So the, the goodwill runs out quickly. I think people don't have much faith in the in the board. Just a moment. Oh, Nate's got an Amazon parcel. I think it's probably maybe it's Jeff White with a new car for Nate. He's, <laughs> he's heard about the Toyota. Huh? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Just digging you out. <laughs> you you won't you won't be able to see that. But Nathan's just d- disappeared like a shot. Like he just remembered he'd left the gas on or something. Uh, yeah, I did. I left and, it uh, on. Just over there. <laughs> and, he, and he's back now. So look, yeah, I, I think people would have had little faith in who would have been appointed. Is it going to be a continuation of the of the old ways? So, so I think, you know, the fact that Morrison's done a good job with the under twenty threes. There's a lot, a lot of young players coming through. He's a bit younger. Can uh, I just can people, I just say are, those young players on. who come through are through Bellamy though. They were the players yeah. under Bellas, so I can give credit where it's not due. Credit is due to Bellas for those players who we see now mm. in the first team, right? That's not Steve Morrison. But he knows a lot of them players, though. Like, he's worked, like, you've got to think he's worked for a long time with them players. Like, how long has he been in the under 23s now? Like, before. Two years, yeah. Played. I think mm. he, was, mm. he was brought in by Harris, wasn't he? Because yeah. he's another Millwall legend, really. You know, Millwall legend Millwall running Cardiff City. So. What's going on? Eh? I know. You know, the style of play had changed over those last over these last three games. Nathan, as you said, it, it couldn't go much worse. So yeah. it didn't take much for us to shoot up those uh, passing, completion and, you know, number of passes stats. But it, I think it's shown that the players can play football. I don't think we've been particularly good in these in these three games. You know, mm. maybe the best we played was the QPR game, which we lost. Mm. You know, don't forget we lost in a similar way to Reading when McCarthy did try and change the style of play mm. just a couple of months back. Um, and I think the board have taken, it was staring him straight in the face. It was, seemed to be who the fans wanted and, and he's going to be cheap. There seems to be a lot of hope amongst the fan base around, over it mm. and around it. We will see. What do you think, Brad? The jury is out. Well, I think I'm only happy, I say, with the appointment because it's till the end of the season. Like when I first seen that, it was rumoured that he was going to get the job. That was anything I was fearing me as if we're going to give him a longer contract. But like towards the end of the season, I think he's the perfect man for the job. Just to take us to the end of the season, keep us up. Like you said, Dan, keep developing these young players that he's been working with for years. And then it'd be, and then it'd be happy days. I'm not going to try and get carried away and think he's going to completely turn the season around. Because I don't think he will. And I think he'll do well. I, think, I hope he will anyway. I hope he will do well and keep us up and keep the development. And like, like we sort of said, our club now has no philosophy Hopefully he can sort of try to implement it, especially with getting Mark Hudson in. Hopefully like he can start going towards, start the transition, this transition that we've been talking about. Hopefully this can be just a lot ignition of a start, a start of it. But no, I am happy with it. I, I try not to get carried away with these things, but I am happy. And I just, I just hope, as long as the club moves forward, that's all I care about. I, I don't care if we don't get promoted for another four years, five years, three years, just as long as we're moving forward and we're moving in a better direction. I think I think that, that that's that's one of the key elements for me is 
this isn't part of no sort of plan or anything like that. We're in mm. now, we're in sort of last chance saloon. We're now at the point where I think it's been noted, uh, it's been mentioned uh, publicly that there's not the funds for transfers, which would probably in turn mean there's not the funds to be looking at a Dean sort of Smith when he got released by Villa. Because, you know, if you're planning, you're getting all over something like uh, a, a manager like that. So there's not, so we're down into sort of, and it's no disrespect to the lads because it's totally out of their control. And I always say, you don't prejudge because it could end up being the best move Cardiff City ever made. But there's a flip side. It could end up being, you know, the straw that breaks the camel and you go down. For me, it's it's worrying. I hope they do well. I really do. Because if they do well, the club does well, right? But it's worrying the lack of planning, the lack of pre-planning, and the fact that we're kind of, like I say, for me, knowing what I would know from the inside not at Cardiff, just generally in football, you know, these kind of appointments, you're on your last legs, really, as a football club. Because anything, mm. any package that you were to put together for a manager that you actually really want takes finances, right? And they're, they're, they're documented, it's been well documented that the finances are lacking. That's why we didn't, you know, do anything in the transfer market or the transfer window and the Mick McCarthy so this is this is kind of like the years of not understanding and planning properly. You find yourself here. Now, the hope comes from we've been so poor playing-wise that when we see someone come along who plays football, it could be... It could, Steve Morrison could have been playing football the way he was with the, 20, uh, with the under-16s. It's what we've been saying for years on this... On, uh, for, years I've been saying on other podcasts and we've been saying on here Dan Brandon is that you have to start playing football because I keep saying you've got to realise that the clubs like Chelsea's Liverpool's you know Arsenal's Man United's Man City's you know you look at Crystal Palace now and that's the that's the perfect example I know it's still early but they've gone from a team who just fight and had a manager who could keep them in games at and they've moved to a model which is, right, we're going to start developing footballers and trying to get higher up the league and try and sustain a better standard of football, a better level of football, a better entertainment uh, product for our fans, right? And that is the key element. I always say the fans are the one constant that you, you, you can't shake, you can't get rid of. And if you do, you've had to do something extremely bad to piss them off. Right for them not to come back. So for me, on the one hand, I really I look at it and think, good luck, boys. All the very best. I hope you, I hope you, I hope you're successful. Right, because that equates to success for the club. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I'll be honest, I'm shitting my pants because I think to myself, we've had a ten game run where basically in thirty points you've picked up one, and what happens is. You whether and this is I I use the season we got promoted and the Warnock as an example. We started so well that it gave us a buffer during Christmas to have a bit of a bad run. Flip it over, we've had such a bad run, right? That we might go on now three or four games and do okay. But if we go two or three games defeated back to back, we'll slip back into that bottom three or bottom four, right? 
So it, we, we've almost got to, to reverse the cycle, we've almost got to go over the next, I think it's seven or eight games till the end of the halfway point of the season. Those six or seven, eight games, you've got to be looking realistically to win four or five, right? And then look at the second half of the season as, right, we, we, we're going to try and carry that momentum of winning games, picking up points in games, staying in games, and moving forward with the football you're trying to, you try, that's what you're going to use as your sort of momentum and, 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 and encouragement for players to start playing more football and, and do better. But yeah, I, I, I do, on one hand, I, I, I'm like, listen, round of applause, good luck. And on the other hand, I'm just thinking head in hands, oh my God, we find ourselves like last chance saloon. And almost like I look at the Hudson signing as, right, well, if Steve fails, Mark takes over. Do you understand me? Which again is 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 part of the cycle and 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 the the, the you know I know they were looking at other candidates uh, and I know we've mentioned Eddie Newton we've had him on the podcast I mean Eddie's resume is is frightening I th- I think it's second to none of like if you're looking at manag- managers who you say inexperienced absolutely second to none like there wouldn't be another manager who says a young manager who's saying, I'd love to manage your club, so it's not going to cost you a mint, a packet. Yeah, but I have a Champions League medal as a coach, right? And I'm saying, like, I was part of a 10-year plan. You might not have Eddie, someone like Eddie Newton for 10 years, but as a 10-year plan, can Cardiff be delivering European football? Yeah, they can in 10 years. Of course they can. You know, you build two or three years now in the championship. Again, the same in the Premier League. And you really start to go for it. It can be done. You've got to believe it's done. So, for me, listen, I just, I'm all about fingers crossed right now. Eyes crossed, toes crossed, you name it. If I got it, and there's two of them and I can cross them, they're crossed. Except for the the the, the ones that, you know, would cause me major pain in the stomach area. <laughs> or your eyes even <laughs> I cross no, my eyes <laughs> but no I agree with, I agree with everything you're saying Nate. everything you're saying I'm, I'm agree with but I feel like with getting until the end of the season it sort of gives us time to get the right appointment in yeah behind the as we scenes. know we've, we've, we've done the wrong we've done the wrong appointment plenty of times mm. or you could say wrong or not the best but now we've got like a bit of time and hopefully the team will still develop in a way mm. to move forward and we can make the right appointment. Whether we will or wherever we won't is another question. But at least we've still got more time. Do you know what I mean? And we're not so rushing. We're not so like like we normally are, like with our back against the wall and we just we just have to swing. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? But now it's less of that. I think um, a couple of things hanging over it is, you know, if it doesn't go well and Morrison, Morrison's into the end of the season, with his inexperience of, of managing in senior football, is, is he going to be the man to you know, get on the players' backs and 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 scrap it out because we're in a relegation scrap. If you look at the table, just looking at the table now, we're deep down there, mm. uh, and there's 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 a bit of a you know there is a bit of a gap um, from from teams just above us. But the fixtures coming up now, you know, the cliche there's no easy games in the championship. Mm. We we've got a decent run of fixtures now. Mm. You know, we're we're away at Preston on Saturday. Preston are, Preston are down there. We've got Hull coming up next week. 
Hull well, the last in the last relegation place. We got Sheffield United coming up. Sheffield United are right. What has happened to Sheffield United, yeah. my old you team, know, by the way? We, we haven't got Fulham and West Brom coming up. We've got a, maybe a kind run of games for Morrison mm-hmm. and the players to really get stuck into now. So, what about if I said to you, sorry, Dan? What about if I said to you, you're dealing with people who are in the same dogfight as you? Mm. So Hull, Luton, Sheffield United, Derby, mm. Birmingham, you know, all in there, you know, scrapping. Preston, I always say Preston's the weirdest, weirdest team in the world. They probably finished just outside the playoffs more than any other team and have never yeah. been to the Premier League, right? So Preston, but we all, it's always a bit of a tricky fixture, Preston away. Definitely, they can be that, unbelievable. That deep or they, yeah, or they can be bang average, right? But they play good football as well. Yeah, they sometimes. do. Always have like, like you can see them like Sundays when they knock the ball about. Yeah, they they really always, do knock it about. <laughs> like they, they, they go back to the Tom Finney days. It's all the tradition. Uh, it used to be the same with Bolton with that left house. It was like they had a tradition of that's mm. how you that that's the philosophy um, brand mm. when you talk about philosophies. Yeah, right. That that is what I'm talking about. How clubs develop it and fans love that style what they mm. you know they, they're not expecting to see neil warnock walk through the doors of preston i doubt he ever would do you know what i mean could be proved wrong but i doubt they would ever have that type of manager they traditionally like to play football so i look at i look at the fixtures myself dan and i, I think i did i done that i thought to myself oh yeah yeah so what have we got for six seven seven games to the halfway point i think we can win five of them Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying to myself. Then it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wake up, Nave. You've been here before, even as a player, where you're looking at fixtures, going, yeah, we, we'll do them, and yeah, we'll do. It's never that way when you get out on the green grass, right? So, um, yeah, as 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 there's no, as we always say, there's no easy fixtures, right? But that run of games looks licky lip star, but then yeah. You know. It should be. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's what the players should be feeling. Yeah. And that manager. Do you know what I mean? And they've all come out. Like, Kiefer Moore's come out and said he's buzzing. He'd be buzzing if Morrison got appointed, then he got appointed. Like, and a lot of the players have said Ooh. the same. Like, this is what they want now. This is their opportunity. I know we, we say a lot, but there's no excuses now. Mm. Mm. Like, I know he's just come in, and I know it's all this and all that, but we've got these runner fixtures. This is it now. Mm. Well, it's so this important. Like I say, they, they need, like like... It'll dictate the season. Absolutely. You know, it's seven games till the halfway point left. And uh, if you can pick up 15 points over the next seven games, you know what I mean? Even, you know, 12 points, 13 points. If you could pick up, you know, that's you know, five wins or three or four wins and a couple of draws, that will ease the pressure. But then you've got to continue to have a good back mm-hmm. half of the season. But it will, will ease the pressure. If you pick up out of those six or seven games, if you pick up like four, five, six points, you know, it, it's 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 not going to ease the pressure. And players coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we want this manager, or we want this person. Listen, like Mike Tyson used to say, everyone got a plan to bop him in the nose, right? Everything's rosy because he's the next in line. But they got to be accountable as players. They got to be responsible and they got to... They, you know, when things, if things don't go well, they still got to be prepared to dig and fight. And I think that's what kind of 
worried most of us towards the end and make the last four like results, losses. It was like, well, they don't even seem to be fighting for the cause. And I'll tell you, I, I don't know a player of any team ever in my life who doesn't go out to fight and win a game, right? There's the circumstances that surround the situation which make it look on appearance that they don't care, they're not trying, but that's a crock, I tell you now. They are trying, they do care. It's just that psychologically, for some reason, whatever the reasons are, they're not in the space where they need to be to be successful. Now, if you've been at clubs before where there's been an internal appointment, because they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll know Morrison's voice, they'll know his face, they'll have, they'll have seen him around the building. Mm. How does that work out? Whereas someone who, you know, for say, say a Sean Morrison and Aidan Flint, who I'm sure they would have respected him as the manager of the under-23s, but they yeah. wouldn't be actively, actively listening to him yeah. and, until the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, the guy who you might have a coffee with or bump into in the food queue mm. or see, see over on the other pitch is now the, the main man who you yeah. need to respect. I've never really had that. I, I think we had it like, a short-term interim at Blackburn with Tony Parks. But Parks, he had done it like, I don't know, about 15 times. He'd always step yeah, in. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd been there for years. So that was the only time I'd had it. And of course, Tony was thought differently of because he'd been there so long. You know, I never, Sheffield United, you know, it was Harry Bassett. Cardiff was Eddie May, took over from um, Len Ashurst. Harry Bassett left when he left. I got sold. Uh, Colin Todd at Bolton, I got sold. Well, I guess Brian Kidd came in, didn't he? At, at, uh, Brian where... Kidd came in after, after, after um, Roy Hodgson. So Roy Hodgson, then we had Paxi, and then Brian Kidd for 11 months, and then he was gone, Paxi again. And then we had uh, Sunis. So I've never been in that situation where we've had a couple of the lads who were part and parcel of not this dressing room, so if it was like the under-21s back in the day where they've come over to first team to manage and coach. Mm. I, I, you know, it, I don't know. It seems fun at the time because, how can I put it? I'll give an example. Like when the first team manager's not there, training would be at seven to eight out of ten. When the first team manager's there, like him or loathe him, training's at nine to ten. I don't know why. It's like, I say, it's like scoring a goal. You score a goal, everything goes up. But you can't get up without scoring a goal. Do you know what I mean? It's like having a substitute you know? teacher and then your substitute teacher comes in. So you don't try as It's ads. not the same, right? You're not, you're not going to have the same, you don't have the same sort of effect. You don't have the same sort of discipline within self. You still train hard. And I suppose that fear factor is removed. Yeah. So at the moment, I think... Listen, as long as they win and keep winning and picking up points, it'll be fine. The test will come if they lost three in a row, right? Because then the attitude from the outside, from us, is so reactive, as in, oh, he's lost three. I knew he wasn't the man. He's a twin experience. Then you start to look at all Steve's negative points, right? And then it'd be like, oh, they should give, Mor uh, they should give Hudson the job because... You know, Morrison only done 23s and Mark's played. Uh, 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 do you know what I mean? And then if Mark struggles, 
it'll be, oh, well, they were never the right people for the job. They're too young, too inexperienced. We need an experienced manager. Do you understand what I mean? So as a fan, you're always looking for the bright light, right? Because it's like, right? Especially when we've had sort of this sort of, I don't know, it's like a tumble dryer last 10 years. Do you know what I mean? We don't know our ass from our elbow at the moment. We're all over the place. We, we just need a, a settled period. It doesn't have to be continual success, but like Brandon said in the beginning, where you can, you can see where we're going, right? At the moment, we're playing Murder in the Dark. Remember that game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a retro reference. Hey, mate, I'm an old man from England, Joe <laughs> I remember those days, Murder in the Dark, right? Brandon's yeah. like, what the hell is I, that? I, I, I don't know what's going on yet. <laughs> Brandon's in the dark mode. <laughs> I know. He is. So listen, let's 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 get it there. We, I mean, we, I was going to come on to Mark Hudson, but we've we've kind of brought him into the equation. So Dan, let's. Uh, what have you got from the the people? Because like you said, it'll be overwhelmingly positive, or should be. Yeah. So here's a good one from Henry Say. Henry Say, you say me. You love doing that. Henry loves hearing it. So marks out a 10 for the new manager coaching setup and marks out a 10 for how the board and the ownership handled it. So what Henry's setting us up for there is that, um, <laughs> you know, Dalman comes out and says that uh, Morrison was too inexperienced and it'd be too risky. And, you know, I'm a risk man. I'm a business guy and my life risk is, spent, management. is spent avoiding risks. Mm-hmm. And then two, three weeks later, he gives the guy the job after we've been ahead in three games for 90 seconds mm. across three games. Mm. So, In fairness to Dalman, I think it's the appointment from what I've read. Uh, I read Glenn Williams's piece in, in the uh, Eagle and it seems to be VT's appointment, Vincent Tan's appointment. Mm. Yeah. You know, Tan was in the press release. Mm. And that's a nightmare for Mehmet because you have to, you're not the final man, you've not got the final say, but you have to go along even if you don't agree. That's mm. like politics, right? You have to follow the party line. And like I always say, it, it could be the best thing Cardiff ever done. It could be the best decision Cardiff yeah, ever made. Crossed. That's how life is sometimes, right? You least expect it. But it could be average or it could be the worst. We just don't know. But... I would have thought that's hard for Mehmet because of what the statement he'd already made. But mm. at least you know, right, it, it clearly isn't his decision then. What are we thinking, Brand? Out, out of 10 for the new manager and coach? Um, give us a bit of optimism, Brand. Me and oh, being too I, see, I, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy to give us optimism. <laughs> but it's hard, it's hard. I really do, I really do. But because of what I, the points I said earlier... And from where where we are right now and the decisions we could have made, I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. I'm going to give it an eight. Eight. Shit, I'm give it an eight. Nate, what are you giving it? Five. Five. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go six. And okay. how the how the board have handled it? So we we've spoke about we spoke about the Dalman Tan dynamic, but also the fact that it's taken three weeks to get to someone who's already in the building. I'm going to give um. I don't, I don't like to give. Many compliments to the world because of their, you know, decision making in their time. <laughs> but I give them a, I give them a six. 
A six. That's kind. Uh, the board. Uh, I'm going to relieve the board of his duties for this one. I'm going to because I. Re- <laughs> well, you are the new chairman. Anyway. Re- reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> reading what uh, what was what Glenn wrote. I thought it was like seemed like Vincent just made the final decision regardless of what the board was saying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say rather than give the board a mark out of 10, I'll give Vincent a mark out of 10 and I'll go five again. I am sat on that fence tonight. Can you see me balancing? I'll I'll go five as well. All right. Cheers, Henry. So we've had a load of questions on a a similar theme from Stu, Stu Longshanks. Longshanks, the greatest king ever ruled England. (laughs) (laughs) From, uh, From Gareth Dunning. Hi, G. D. Oh, yes, G. And Travis. Hi, right, Travis. T. So they're all asking a variation on the same question. Oh, and Gareth Bowles. Oh, Gareth Bowles, as Dan puts it. And Gareth, Gareth Bowles. Ballsy. Says a very bold. Would you bring back any of the lone players in January? Ooh. So Murphy from Preston, Watters, oh. who's now. Starting well, to score at well, yeah, MK Dons. This is a uh, I had this in the in part two, actually. Um, so we'll just have to riff it and just carry on because we are fan led at the end of the day. I, I listen. I I when Max first came, I felt really sorry for him because there was there seemed to be it, signing for a new club is extremely difficult, right? And I don't think. The way we're set up as a club, I don't think there's anyone really thinking about, right, players have to integrate, like girlfriends, children, you know, you've got to sort schools out, you know, as a club, you know, where do they want to live, we want to try and keep them all in the vicinity of the training ground, those boys who come from, like, afar, we try and set them up in a similar sort of area, so that it's easy for them to get about, car share, meet after training, and you know, create friendships and whatever. These are these are hugely important. So I felt a bit sorry for Max. He seemed to be in a couple of games, looked a bit too much for him at championship level, gone, right? But clearly the boy's a goal scorer and can score goals. Right? So if you bring him back and and you you you, you I don't know, you nurture him, you look after him, you make sure he feels comfortable in surroundings. Then if what he offers isn't good enough, then you say, okay, we need to move the player on, right? But I don't think you ever got the chance to see the best of him because at the time, it was just frantic, right? If you think about it, it was desperation, it was frantic. Uh, we were in between uh, people saying, oh, uh, Harris is leaving, oh, he's staying. And, you know. So for me, he's, he's, he never really got a fair crack of the whip and he never looked self himself he never looked confident enough to give him give us his best i think if we see him at his best and then he's not good enough for championship level fair enough like i said move him on but i would bring him back at the moment in january because i want to create competitions for places i want Kiefer to have competition from collins i want him to have competition from Watters. i want him to have competition from another striker you know there should be five six strikers at the club or vying for that central striker role. At the moment, it's Kiefer on his own, when he knows he's on his own, really and truly. Collins is there, but it hasn't gone well for him. 
but we need competition for places. So, you know, I bring him back, you know, if we're not going to sign players, I think then we've got to look at the squad we got and look at the players we got out on loan and look at our 23s and 18s and say, right, I'm going to piece together this squad with everything that I've got to hand for me. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree, Nath. I was going to say uh, Watt, and he scored five, his fifth goal in four games for NK Donzo. So he's also, do you know what I mean? He's obviously, he's finding the back of the net. And for a team like us, who, who, let's be honest, we are struggling. Although we have our good 10 minutes in, in a game sometimes and we get a few goals. And I'll say a few, a couple at most. We do need goals. And he could come in, you know, a bit of pressure on him. He could, if he could f- perform... He could find himself because that spot's up. That spot, like you just said, then Kiefer, okay, he's guaranteed in there, but that second spot is up. Personally, right now, I'd give it to Harris because I think Harris is looking better at every game he plays, to be honest. But it's still up for grabs. Yeah, well, you got then, and also then, you're not overly reliant upon young lads to get you out of a mire. Yeah. I hate seeing young lads being put under pressure to get out of mires, right? I never, I always say in a relegation battle, you know, you've got to have some huge humongously sized malakas for a kid to help you get out of a, a relegation battle or a couple of kids because you know they've come from the 23s where the pressure's not on uh the 18s maybe where the pressure's not on in the same way right i would say once you get to that touchline you see 20,000 fans that's different from walking out at leckworth in front of like 40 fans right it's totally different and it means something you know, it really means something. This is like your it means a lot. right. This is this is this is food, or eating mm. or not eating. Right. This is war. Like that's how I say. So, yeah, I I, I I'm with I'm with you, Brand. I, I I like I said, I would bring him back, but I I think we need competition for places, and we need we got to me we got too much of the same thing in too many spots. We need a variety to be able to switch things up in different, like in midfield, that defensively, we need more of a variety in our squad. What about um, Wintle? So he's uh, playing every week for Blackpool, who are unexpectedly sniffing around the playoff places. Um, <laughs> can do with another body in central midfield? Listen, like I said, Dan, if, like, are we scouting him? He's our player. Have we got people watching him every week, every other week? Do we, are we sending people to come back and report back and say, listen, I'm telling you, that boy is a player. It was like I Kieran, think we're watching, it's him, like Kieran like, Brown. watching him on Quest. Yeah, it's like Kieran Brown, right? I didn't even know we'd sign Kieran until he started playing. And then when I looked at the records, it was like, he's signing the Warnock. Yeah. Like... Two, two and a half years ago, I was like, huh? I mean, that must have passed me by. But it's because he came in and went straight to Livingston. Now, I'm saying yeah, any we... player that signs for my team, any player that signs for my club, I, listen, if you were the manager and you bring a player in and he goes straight out on loan, you're gone. I tell you now, I, that, that, that for me would be like a sackable offence, right? Because your recruitment, clearly, you're taking the mick because I haven't got money, and in Vincent Tan especially, I haven't got money to be able to afford to be able to... Well, he has, but he hasn't got the money to be able to spend on players that aren't for this first team. That's the whole point of your recruitment, right? 
And we get things wrong, of course, but like I I didn't did he play for Cardiff? Kieran Brown before he went out on loan? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Right? But we signed him from like Wheelstone or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, everyone we sign has got to be here to bolster that first team. Or we sign these youngsters who are going to be the next best thing we believe. Oh, but for me, signing people and they go straight out on loan is like, well, we're not in that position to be mm. able. We haven't got that luxury, right? We we desperate. We need here now people ready for the fight for yeah. the cause now, you know. So I don't know, mate. I I I, I look at. Like I'd ask the question, are any of our players who are out on loan, are they being scouted by our own team to say, bring them back? Well, you'll have seen that, um, I, I'm sure you saw that their Wolves manager had their loan players back in the international window to take a look at them in training, uh, Ryan Giles and, and a few others. Um, I'd not heard of that before. I'd not heard of that happening before, but um, Thomas seems Tuchel. like a nice... Thomas Tuchel's done it at Chelsea. You look at the players who have come into the Chelsea squad. Yeah, Chalabar, you know, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. You know, it is frightening what they've got to hand. They've got first Barclay, string, second string, third, back in those, right, third string, fourth string. They've got a squad that oof, it can equal and match any Man City, any Liverpool. I'd say their squad is better than Liverpool's and probably equivalent to something like Man City's. Unbelievable, but absolutely, you, 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 just because you send them out on loan, you don't send them out there without keeping one eye on them. Do you know what I mean? You should, you should have someone scouting, come back and have said, well, this is why we bring him back. Um, and he just go, oh, Brand, you say five in four games? Yeah, five, five in, four, in games. four games. His movement is brilliant. He's holding up, his hold up play is excellent. You know, he runs the channels brilliantly or he makes little moves inside defenders, he will fit into us this way. So bring him back. i got a question for both of you, actually, on the loan subject. Go on, eh? Who would you bring in on loan? The both of you. Anyone? De Bruyne, clubs, you know, Min- Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, De-, De, Bruyne will, De Bruyne will be down the city tomorrow night, won't he, for the Wales-Belgium game? Lukaku's injured, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, going, I'm doing the commentary tomorrow night. I'm going to take a little sack and I'm just going to hood him and have him. <laughs> Kevin, come this way. Yeah, yeah. Put a little afro on him and stuff like that. And then put him out and say, right, you know, Junior Hoylet's come back. Go do it. I will answer Brandon's question, but here's a quiz question. I'll tell you the answer at the end. Who did Kevin De Bruyne score about a 30-yard De Bruyne-style goal for at the Cardiff City Stadium? And it was the game that opened the tan stand, you know, the, the red seats at the top it was a friendly and it wasn't a it wasn't a British uh, team the German team he played for uh, Wolfsburg 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 yeah 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 that was yeah. Um, friendly in between the season when we got relegated under Sarsgaard 3-0 yeah there you go there you go there you go so yeah look he's used to the place he's used to the place <laughs> um, I, th- I think rather in terms of who I'd sign it's probably about more what do we need I think Nathan alluded to it then when we're trying to list the strikers we've got. I think we could do with another striker on loan, probably, because, you know, yeah, Waters might come back. 
he might he might not cut it, and then you're putting a lot of, a lot of pressure on Harris and Colwell to support more, uh, and hoping that James Collins comes good or Isaac Fussell does a Lazarus. So um, I think I'd be looking at another striker. Listen, I think Isaac's Isaac's record, and I feel sorry for him. I always feel sorry for players who um, have a bad injury record because I've I've been injured for long periods myself and been with players who have like snapped Achilles or had you know ruptured cruciates or whatever, and then come back and then pull the calf and then come back and then the hamstring's gone. It is a complete and utter nightmare. And I feel so sorry for players like Vassell. But in all fairness, brutal. But Isaac Vassell wouldn't be at my club if I was at Cardiff City. He wouldn't have been able to get his injury record past me to sign him. Right? The best I could have done for Isaac Vassell was a pay-as-you-play. Absolute pay-as-you-play. Yeah. So you're here. If you're not fit and you're not playing, you don't get paid at all. Nothing. He'll allow you to use the physios and what have you, but you'll be at the back of the queue for that because players who I'm paying will be my priority. But you're going to have to prove your fitness to me before I give you a solid contract. And then it would only be for a year, half a year maximum, because I can't afford to be paying out money to anybody who isn't contributing to my first team. And for me, his injury record before he came spoke volumes, right? You should know that, you know, you know, right? There's related related injuries to major injuries. Look at his injury record and then look at the injuries he's caught up off the back of those major injuries. It's so, it's like as obvious as the sun rising every day. So it's those sorts of things where I think the owner, Vincent Tan, has kind of been, you know, mugged off a bit where he's probably said, and this is then again, it goes back to what we say and the original, and what we've said for for a long time, Dan, is understanding the game, signing off on players, but before you sign off on them, how do they fit in? One thing you've got to have is a good injury record. You can't be coming to me with, you know, over the last two years, you've played 20 games in two seasons. No good for me. No good for me at all. And then you look at the style of injury, if it's a cruciate, if it's a medial, if it's a calf, if it's Achilles, a hamstring, it's that so you can start to paint the picture, his body's breaking down, right? It can we, handle. We paid for him as well. You know, it wasn't like we just took him on a free, you know, we it's, paid decent it's money It's unbelievable. He can't handle the rigmarole of a championship, right? He, I doubt he could handle League One. He's probably the type of boy whose body is saying, the best I can give you is 15 games a season. Remember, Andy Carroll was very similar. Played mm, five or six, yeah. ten games. I think the long, the most he's ever played in a season, up until I don't know if he's still playing now, I think it was 15 games. <laughs> That's Would have been a classic Warnock sign in Andy Carroll, wouldn't oh, if we If we'd stayed up in the Premier League. Imagine. Can you imagine? Imagine. Uh, imagine. You could see it as well. Yeah. Just yes. The, the uh, nightclubs of Cardiff would have had a good time, I think. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, listen, okay. let's... let's uh, just hold fire with a couple of more questions. Dan, uh, we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook, so remember to like, love, share, and most importantly, subscribe. Um, we're going to have a little bit of uh, Mohammed's mint or moan now, as you probably guessed. Jace likes to have his little um, 
put in. But I, I didn't know, is he speaking awfully posh on the Minto Moon? He's talking like he's from the royal family. You know, Jay, you're supposed to be from Ely. Just one of your ragamuffin sort of, I've had enough or it's brilliant or it's, he's, he's very posh. So have a quick listen to what he says about um, the appointments. Hello, City fans. Hello, Nathan Blake. Hello, Swazzers. Hope you're all well. So, big news. Steve Morrison is to take charge of Cardiff City for the foreseeable with Tom Ramasut as coach and Mark Hudson coming back as first-team coach. What do I think? Brilliant appointment getting Mark Hudson back down at the Cardiff City Stadium because that fella knows the football club. He knows us. He knows about the fans and the city and the capital city of Wales. So, Mark, welcome back. Kreuz and all. As for Steve Morrison and Tom Ramerson, sensible approach, I think. Steve knows some of the young players that he's bringing through. We're playing better football. Got that fantastic late win against Huddersfield Town with that brilliant header from Kiefer Moore. So let's hope more young players get into the side. Have a go. That's what it's about. And Tom Ramerson is a really good coach. So well done, Rammers. And I look forward to seeing City playing a bit more football. Let's try and get that ball on the deck. As for Preston North End, Saturday, always a difficult place to go. Never do well at Deepdale. And then I'll be there for the whole City game at the Cardiff City Stadium the following week. So looking forward to it. And one other thing, Mark Hudson, if you're listening, of course you were in the wall when I put that free kick. I bent that free kick around you and into the top corner against the players in Kevin McNaughton's testimonial. So if you're looking for a dead ball specialist, Hudson, I'm there for you. Have a good day. So... <laughs> We've got, uh, what's he saying? He's happy with the appointment of uh, Morrison. He's happy with the appointment of Mark Hudson, obviously. And that seems to be the theme of the day, right, gentlemen? He's banging on about this goal again, isn't he? Uh, listen, it, 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 his goal he's banging on about, I, like I keep telling him and others when I'm with him, just talk to me about the diving header up at Blackwood. Rugby club, okay? That's all the evidence I ever needed to see of Jace and football. If you could imagine your local circus and someone <laughs> shot out of a cannon, right, with the old helmet on, like hands by their side, you know, that was Jace's diving header. Which, incidentally, if you know Blackwood Rugby Club, ended up probably 30 yards behind the goal, went about 15 metres over the bar, uh, and he was six yards out. So, Well, he could all. be, maybe Jace could be the loan signing we're looking for. He <laughs> <laughs> put pressure on big uh, Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs> he's going on about some free kick. I, he's probably the only one who ever seen it, knowing Jace, right? <laughs> Probably not even a goal for a bag and sort of probably go, I don't remember. No, 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 no. But uh, but listen, hey, he seems happy with the appointments also. So, you know, I think... Uh, well, a lot of fans are, aren't they? Yeah. Like, like you said earlier, Dan, you know, a lot of people are mm. happy. But as we all know, as Cardiff fans, especially the ones around my age, we do get excited quite quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? We get carried away. Hey, I'm going to throw in a question here from the fans because it just links to what we're talking about. So it's Owen Jones. Owen. There goes. So we're talking about Jason's goal here and uh, taking the rise out of him. Uh, Owen's <laughs> delighted. Owen's delighted. And we're talking about Hudson. So Owen's delighted to see Hudson back. Any excuse to watch his goal against Derby again? You'll remember the Hudson scored oh, from his own half against yeah. Derby. I remember going to score the next day. 
So, oh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so Owen's asking us, um, have we got a favourite Cardiff City goal? He's saying, obviously, Nath, we know what yours is going to be. The goal against Man City. Brad, That's not my favourite Cardiff goal. Come on, then. Give us your favourite Cardiff goal, then. What, that I scored? <clears throat> or just Give in us one general? You, one you scored and then one as a fan. Uh, my favourite uh, would be my hat-trick, I think, against Stockport. And one of them was a penalty. I think one of them was a dribble. Yeah. Um, or my free kick against Fulham. Oh, yeah. Uh, great day that was. Or the second goal, the right foot pile driver. Yeah. Um, but I've only like... been reminded of them because people have checked them on. I've seen them on social media. Yeah. All right. So I would say one of them. Uh, my favourite ever goal has to be uh, cha- the playoff goal, don't it? Scored. Andy Campbell. Andy Campbell's Andy Campbell. uh, oh. playoff goal. I was sat in yeah. my room. I'll never forget where I was. I was sat in my room at the Vale because we were playing Wolves, we were playing next day. And I was in bed watching my team and thinking, and then he scores that over the top, gets a goal. And I think it was because of his significance. It was like, uh, it's been like sort of the end of like a 10, 15 year journey for Cardiff. That I think, I, I convinced myself, it started under my era with, uh, yeah. Pet, with Paul Ramsey and Jason Perry and the lads, right? Winning the third division the way we did with Eddie May. I'm still convinced that was the, where the wheel set in motion. We might have gone back from then and got relegated a couple of years later. But, the, you know, once you get one promotion and you start to see what Cardiff City could do, what it was capable of as fan base and everything, you know, 3,500, 20,000, then people are willing to invest because they see this as a something mm. other than what they thought it was. So, yeah, I'll go Andy Campbell. Brand? Uh, i got to give you mine. Can I give you, like, my best one and then my favourite? Yeah, go, go on. on. Like, for the best, I'm going to give it, because I'll never forget it, and I'm, I was quite young at the time, it was when Peter Whittenham scored that corner against Swansea. Okay. It's when I'll never, I'll never forget <laughs> that. And it was like, I was so young, and it was just so unbelievable to me. It was like an impo- something impossible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like something I got. How many times world. did you try it after? Oh, like my back garden, about f- six, six, six times. Six hundred six times. times. Six times, six, oh and six. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't, doesn't matter about that. But I would say it's probably like my best and like the memory. And like, it was like probably one of the first times when I was younger, you was just like mesmerised by something in football mm. when you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. And then my favourite, and this would be another one for all the young City fans especially, is when we beat Man City that 3-2 uh, yeah. and Fraser Campbell scored the goal yeah. and then done the celebration yeah. with his shirts. Yeah. And it was just because it was like, it was when second game, wasn't it? Into the Premier League? Yeah, yeah. first home game. On the game, first time it? we got promoted and I, I was there. Yeah. I remember I was there. I was about, must have been about 12 into the, in the Canton stand on my own with just a bunch of City fans on my own. And I was there, the big, big foam finger. <laughs> and it was just one of the best days of my life, really. Oh, right. And, and when, when he scored that goal, that third goal, it was just absolutely game-changing. Yeah. And the Canton stand just flew, just exploded. Oh, that atmosphere was frightening. Dan? That atmosphere. And the, yeah, the atmosphere that day was just second Yeah, time. it was so, I was commentating on that game, Brand. Well, that's not... How strange. Little 12-year-old. Him strange. holding up the middle finger, look. Get him out. <laughs> so I think... Um, I think... When, oh, so many, obviously, but... 
I think the loudest Cardiff City goal I've ever celebrated would have been Ben Turner's equaliser against Liverpool. Mm. It was right in front of us. At Wembley. Never heard a, yeah, I've never heard a noise like that. Mm. That was unbelievable. And that was, you could feel that coming as well, couldn't you? Because mm. we were, we had them under the cosh, mate. Mm. I went, there's nothing better than scoring when you feel you're going to score. Mm. I seriously cried yeah. that day. Particularly because we were, you know, we were one up early on and then you think, oh, okay, it's gone to extra time. They've scored. There you go. We're going home right. now. Yeah. Well done. But like, yeah, that was unbelievable. And then I, I think, I think the other one would be, Whittenham again. Whittenham's goal against Leicester in the playoffs away. Mm. That free kick was just, you know, there didn't were, he have the know, sweetest many... left foot wits? Oh, oh man, you know it hits the, it pings the post as well and, mm. and, and goes in. And there were like, Clean, I don't know how many how many City fans there were that day, but um, it was just wild. My mate on the Echo was sending me a picture of me celebrating in the crowd. It was it, that was <laughs> what a proper day that what a proper day out that mm. was. But um, yeah, that's an amazing question, Owen, because, you know, we love to chat about what's happening right now, but we, we love a little bit of nostalgia as well. Yeah, we, we, well, we, we miss those, and no disrespect to Vincent Tan, because he's uh, overseen some fantastic things and, OK, we've had our downs with him, but the new stadium, whatever, uh, is credit to him largely. So, um, and for me, there, I was there the other night commentating on the Wales game and the disparity between the noise you get out of that stadium mm. from Welsh stroke Cardiff fans when things are good and when it's bad, when it's bad, it's like, oh, my days. But what it shows you is what you can have. You know what I mean, the, the atmosphere the other night uh, for Belarus was unbelievable. And when Brandon said his favourite goal against Man City, Fraser's goal, I can remember that atmosphere. Mm. It, were, it was on the edge of frightening, but they don't tilt over, right? They take it to the very edge. So it's there's a lot of animosity, and it's, you do feel like something out of Braveheart, right? This is us. We're all set up, ready to go against the English, right? There's that sort of feeling in it. So, I, uh, yeah, Brad, yeah, boys, you know, great, great thinking back. We've had some great moments. So, listen, let's hope the, the owner can get things right. You know, that's, that's, regardless whether he wants to sell, wants to keep. Listen, while you're here, try and get things right. Because, you know, if you do, You've got an army that will follow you all over. Probably got one of the best away supports when you least expect it. There's still a thousand of them turning up, 1,500 of them. You know, that's so important as a player when you run out on someone else's battlefield, knowing that, you know, you've got an army there who's ready to stand with you. I think, and I, I said like last podcast, it's why we came back at Stoke, is that walking off at halftime and the City fans... Like like school teachers telling off pupils, like telling them, like pull your finger out, you know, get going, start fighting, bloody bloody blah. And they came out and they were they were a different team. Fairness, obviously the manager's gonna have a bit to do with it, but they let the players know what for when uh, when they're not producing. So any more for any that was more? A good question. That was a good. Yeah, question. that was a great that was, question. That was a very good question. It reminds you why why do you know what I mean why we love this club why we love football? Mm, yeah. This is a good question from uh, Andrew Morris. Go on, Andrew man. Morris. All right, Andrew. Is 
Is there a reason why you don't see many goalkeepers going down the management route? Is it because they're all mental? Yeah, they're all Romans, man. And <laughs> as simple as that. I'll just tell you straight. Goalkeepers are Romans, mate. They, they, when they talk about strikers' unions and goalkeepers' unions, I never met a sane goalkeeper in my life. You know, anyone who's going to dive at my feet when I'm wearing 12 metal studs, you know, you have to think different. <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to think differently, right? They, they are. But listen, I know Tim Flowers, great lad. John Phelan at, at uh, Blackburn, great lads. I see Alan Kelly, Sheffield United and uh, Blackburn, great lads. So when you were coming in through Gavin a couple, Ward. George Wood? George Wood have been the keeper when you no, came through? No, it was uh, Roger... Um, Go on, help Roger me Hansbury. Roger Hansbury. Roger Hansbury. Roger Hansbury. Yeah, it, yeah. And, and Gavin Ward were my keeper. And Matt Grew, sorry, Grewy. Matt um, Grew, yeah, of course. So it was Roger Hansbury, Matt Grew and uh, Gavin Ward. Gavin Ward. Yeah, all nuts, all three of them. Um, and then Sheffield United, Alan Kelly. Again, on the edge, I would say. <laughs> 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 no, Ned was fun. Ned was sound. They're all they're all sound boys, but like I said, they got a different mentality. Is it maybe as well? You know, obviously Morrison's a, a striker, Hudson's a defender. Is is it maybe they don't? You know, apologies to any goalkeepers listening. Maybe don't get the game as much because they're you know they're not outfield. They're, they're Ooh, just goalkeepers. Spe- spe- oh goalkeepers! Oh no! Position. Listen, goalkeepers got the best knowledge of everyone. Ah, okay. I, I always say, you know, they are they are the last line of defence and they see everything that's in front of them. They see the the striker scoring a goal, they see the winger coming off the line and doing something special. They see the midfielder that has burst and made a run, scored a goal, they see the midfielder tracking and covering, they see everything, mate. So uh goalkeepers have extreme knowledge of the game. Yeah, in in the especially the ones I've all, all played with, they all had a great knowledge and understanding of the game. My, so. my apologies, keepers, and if if my goalkeepers who I play with on a Monday nights listening, mate, you haven't got the best knowledge of the game at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, this and that keepers, you know. I think I just saved you, <laughs> no. didn't I? You're gonna have the keepers reunion yeah. coming at you now, yeah. attacking Swaz Pulse. Absolutely. Although my uh, the the keeper for my Monday team is the um, Newport County reporter for the Argus, actually. Uh, so who, um, yeah. who's that? Chris Kerwin. Okay, you mentioned a Newport County supporters on the Cardiff City. Wow, wow. That's brave. That's brave. This is the thing. And so, <laughs> like I say, hasn't got the best knowledge of football. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should get him on, see what he says. <laughs> or we should have a little competition of you, like a penalty shootout for charity. Uh, for every, I'm not good at every, Everyone <laughs> yeah, who score, out of 10, say, everyone who score will donate like £100 for every goal. I feel sorry for the charities of South Wales because I'm not the best penalty taker, I will say. I think I just overthink it, you know? I would back, I'd back myself to score in situ- like hard, much harder situations than a penalty. Do you find... I you find... Say, I'm, sorry, Brad, go on. I'm a quality penalty taker, just oh. <laughs> So we've got Brandon's, Brandon's on penalties, J-Mo's on free kicks. <laughs> i tell you what then, i tell you what then. Why don't we have a competition... Between you two, and we get a keeper, and we'll try and get something going charitable wise, and we'll see. 
see the best because like Brandon talking it, I know once the camera comes on and and uh, oh, there's, there's Brandon's uh, Sorry, little pup man. That's all right, mate. You don't have to worry. <laughs> He's telling someone get the dog Brandon, out. There's, there's no dog there. Brandon's just bottled it when he heard this is going to yeah, yeah, yeah. going to actually. I realised we're actually going to do something. I realised we're actually yeah, yeah, we're actually playing football. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was going to take me seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so we'll, we'll, make... we'll try to do something. Yeah, maybe we'll have to have a Swaz Pod football tournament. Yeah. If uh, if any of the listeners are interested in that, we'll do it for a charity and, uh, yeah. and let us know and we'll. What I've said before, one of the ideas I had, and this is to the listeners, if any of you have a, a sort of a recreational facility, like a pub or something like that, and would like us to visit, and we could do something for charity, like take proceeds and give it to local charity or something like that, then... Uh, we're more than open to doing a, a Swaz pod. Uh, we'll try and get Daniel back home before five in the morning. Um, <laughs> oh, don't ask. Yeah, I'm in we'll the be, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we're more than uh, open to that idea. It'll be a great way of raising a bit of money for like local charity, like I said. Yeah, Brand- Brandon can bring his fake ID and we'll... Uh... <laughs> I know, as long as it's not on a school night, guys, I think I'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. got to be tucked in by nine. Yeah. Got to be tucked in by nine. 8.30, I think. 8.30. Just after Everdale and uh, the street, in, up the bed. Nah, on, a, on a Friday. On a Friday, I can go at nine. Okay, listen, we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter, the Facebook, so remember to like, love, share, and most importantly, subscribe. Uh, we'll start to wrap up then, Daniel and uh, Brandon. Let's finish on a. It's a. It's a positive, not in the sense that we wanted him to do this, but um, I want to give a sincere thanks because he's been on the podcast a couple of times. But uh, Joe Ledley announced his retirement yesterday. And, uh, Cardiff City legend, done some fantastic things in the game. Unbelievable for Wales. I still think that mm. comeback of the injury where he got back in like a few weeks to, to play in the Euros, remarkable. But what a career, Dan, Brand. Ah, uh, mm, yeah. You, you know. know what I mean? Just for a, a boy for it shows, like we say all the time, the amount of talent that comes out of this city mm. is set, it's different level. You know, when he was coming through at our place, there was a time where he just looked too good for the championship and you know I know he went to Celtic rather than going straight to the Premier League he was he was unreal for us you know to score a goal like he scored in the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley none of us would would have dreamt that had been possible as a fan so imagine what that was like as a player for your hometown club to do that that's 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 where he's one of our own really comes to prominence doesn't it He's one of our own. When you see a local lad who many of people would have gone to school with, seen him out uh, nightclubbing locally and stuff like that around the local neighbourhood, you know, I think it's uh, he's been a superb, superb player in his time for both, well, for every club he's played for and for his country. So um, sad in a way because... I thought, you know, he was at Newport, I think, last season. Mm. And uh, didn't I, I commentated on a few games, didn't see him play. So I, I couldn't say to you whether, you know, yeah, Joe's hung up his boots because he, he realised it was that time because it comes to us all. Or he still had a year or so left in him. I, I mm. don't know. Because he, he's always the type of player because he was like, like sharp upstairs. He was very much those, he didn't get it and 
dribble past six players, could dribble if he wanted to, but he was very intelligent on the ball in midfield. Like, you know, never got caught in possession regular or anything like that. One touch, two touch, you know, and really clever at breaking down the opposition's game and what they're trying to do. So, um, yeah. And totally adapt, you know, adapted his game as well. You know, when he came through at us, he, he was a bit of a flying winger then, wasn't he? Mm. You know, more of an attacking player. And then Joe Ledley, we know from the Euros, was a, you know, more of a deep sitter in midfield. So, Actually, I should yeah, change I mean, my, my favourite goal to his, really. The Barnsley that volley, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a special moment. I was there then at the stadium. Yeah. That was a special moment as well. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll change mine. Big respect. Yeah, big respect for Joe, man. Big respect. Uh, Broke my little heart when he left. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah, little Brandon. How old are you, Brandon? About nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven? Younger than that, I think. What year did he leave? 2000 and... Wow. What, 2009? Was nine, it like 2010? eight, nine. Yeah, just nine. Before that. Yeah. Yeah, I was about seven. Five, seven. <laughs> so you can imagine. Cried his eyes out. 2010, he left for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you are then. Eight. Yeah. I can remember it. And then had a fantastic career at Celtic, done some special yeah, things did. there as well. Won trophies and everything, you know. But um, yeah, I just thought it'd, uh, it'd be a nice touch for us to honour the man. We, sh- we should get a little statue or such, shouldn't we? And, you know, mm. yeah. Well, what you could do, how you could honour him, is by uh, going back and listening to the first podcast, can you? Where we had mm. Joe on the first podcast and it's. It was a really good chat about, yeah. you know, he was very open, wasn't he, about his time at Cardiff and, and with Wales. So, uh, mm. yeah. Cardiff should have a Hall of Fame, shouldn't they? You know, those mm. sorts of things. Introduce a Hall of Fame of players. And I think that would be a great idea and a great way of getting some of the old players back and start to introducing them back into the fans and integrating them back into the... And creating that soul, that blue soul. That's this year's podcast, Blue Soul. Creating that, getting that soul back into the club. No, Hall of Fame. First inducted. Bring them back. First inducted, Nave. First in my first inductee would probably be Jason Mohammed for his free kick. No, no, no. It'd be Eddie <laughs> May for me. Eddie May would be my first inductee. Nice. That's That'd be a question. So wait, wait, when are you coming in? When are you going to go in then? Say, say you fall into it. Who me? What? What? I'm not yeah, retired what, what yet, man. I'm a young man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> still oh, sorry. Putting years still, on me. He's not finished. He's not like finished writing his story. I've still got another. I've still got another ten, fifteen years playing time ahead of me. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Ignore um, me. Ignore me. I, 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 I don't want to. You know, that's something you do when you retire and you're an old man. I'm not there yet, Brandon. Thank you very much. Putting years I on apologize. me. Apologise. Yeah, so you should. So you should. You shame yourself, young man. I'll see you at the youth club next week. <laughs> <laughs> Table tennis for two. <laughs> right then. So listen, uh, great show, gentlemen. Let's finish with your top five. What you got? I know Brandon has because he, he he loves his top five. So Dan, have you I, had the um, uh, time? So we'll go. My, we'll go elder, my, my younger, top, elder. My top five was getting in at five a.m. yesterday morning and being in all kinds of trouble. So uh, <laughs> I have not got a top five. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would after your uh, exploits of uh, the night before. So come on, Bran, what we got? What you got for me? Are we ready? Are we yeah, in? we're ready come to go. On, are we ready? Ready, ready, ready. Are we ready? Yeah. I'm going to be honest, you know my top five every week? Mm. I don't actually prepare top five. I just wait to this moment and go for my playlist and then whatever comes to my head yeah. and whatever I fancy. Yeah, I like that. Giving away the secrets now. We're going to start. I know people are going to probably be fuming with my effort now. But <laughs> starting off with... Playing Games by Sarani. 
I know you both know that one. You know that one? No, I have go. Yeah, Haynes. Ah, you know that one. How's it go? Nothing like that. I'm not. Ah, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Don't even worry about it, guys. No, please. My please. Second one. I just want to hear that again. No, I, I'm not doing it now because Dan, Dan didn't like it. Dan didn't like my singing. Well, I was going to say, you know, have you just sat on your dog or something? I just. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. no. What can you hear there? No, no play games. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry. My Come next on, one. keep them coming. Keep next them coming. One. I'm going to keep on coming. we got things to do. Yeah. Next one is Big Ship by Freddie McGregor. Yes. Class. And then, big classic. And then, Pressure by Coffee. Mm-hmm. And then, I got Tropical by SL. And then, I got Fall in Love by A Boogie with a Hoodie. Okay. You'll have to uh, introduce me to some of them young I people's will, music. Well, I've got a little uh, Motherland classic set up today. Um, Jerusalem, Master KG. I don't know if you hear that. That's a real... Um, these are Afro beats. Never Stop by Buju. And then we go a bit over to the Soli R&B with a bit of Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, and Silk Sonic. Blast Off. Badass tune, badass tune. Uh, and then I, I found a, a, you know, a bit of Mario and Chris Brown, Get Back. And then uh, Savine Street, uh, Chris Brown, and ASAP Ferg, I think they call him. And that tune is called Guilty. So a little, uh, little mix-up, little Afro beats and a little R&B and a little soul in there, a little mixed up. So that's my top five. So listen, remember, we're at Swaz Pod for the final time. Like, love, share, and most importantly, subscribe. Big thanks to our sponsor yet again, Jeff White Motors. Gentlemen, that's a wrap. Without further ado, I think Dan's got something to say. Bluebirds. This has been a Jams and Mr. B production.